Welcome back to Copy Trader. And as you may already know, the market has recovered, not fully, but at least it has recovered to some extent. And a lot of people in the market, a lot of traders and participants are becoming very bullish. This is a good thing. So let's have a look at the market, starting with Bitcoin and First of all, I'm going to look at price action. So here is Bitcoin. Bitcoin remains within this range that is shown with these broken lines. So that's between 11,900 and 10,192. Although price already broke above 11,900 on 16th of no. This is 17th of August, but it was immediately slammed down on the 18th of August. So technically it's broken that level, but that's not really relevant to a swing trader. I'm looking for important levels and this 11,900 seems like an important level. So first, price has closed above the cloud. That is very important. So this is the cloud and that's the price. We're currently at 11,300 and that price sits just above the cloud. So there was a breakout yesterday and today is looking like it's gonna be a confirmation. So that's very good. It means Bitcoin now has a bullish bias. So that's the first thing to note second thing to note it's not really common to check the relative strength of bitcoin against the s p but i like to do that because i use s p as a benchmark now if i look at that going back from september you see that the trend is up but september is too far back because of this period here so there was a brief period of underperformance but that seems to have reversed now with this trend going up so it seems bitcoin is about to start outperforming the s p hopefully that continues but if it doesn't well considering the fact that bitcoin now acts like it is correlated to the stock market it will be very useful if it can outperform the s p 500 just for that reason alone. How about momentum? I'm going to use the RSI as a momentum indicator here. Now, when that sell-off occurred, this was back in September, on the 3rd of September, this period here, it was very important that Bitcoin did not, that is RSI of Bitcoin did not fall below 40. It did but not by much. So it's fair to say it didn't really cross 40. And then after crossing here, it went up. There was a pullback, retested that 40 level, and now it's back up. RSI is currently at 63. That's what you want to see. In an uptrend, RSI should not fall below 40. And 
if RSI crosses above 60, it shows that momentum is very high. So if I should, you shouldn't really chart the RSI, but if I do that, you'll see that the trend is up. Very important. So the trend is up for Bitcoin from a momentum point of view. Now, after checking that, I want to look at price action. So there's nothing much to celebrate here because all price action is doing is it's consolidating within this range. 11,900 down to 10,100. It's just a range. Initially, there was a short-term downtrend here, but that downtrend has found a bottom here at 10,100 and there was a bounce up here with a swing high on the 19th of September. Okay, so that closed at 11,080. And then we formed another low, which was slightly higher than the prior low. So the prior low is somewhere here. Prior low was, I'll say, 9,819. This second low here is at 10,000. So that qualifies as a higher low. And then it has formed a higher high, which is important. So the price of Bitcoin has taken out this high. That is very crucial because in an uptrend, you want to see higher highs and higher lows, higher highs and higher lows. So if I look at this from a trend point of view, this is the low, this is a high, this is a higher low, and this is a higher high. So perhaps price continues upwards, pulls back to test this cloud and then bounces back up to break above that resistance level. It may not happen, it may also happen, who knows. Now moving on to the US dollar. And this is the US dollar index, which in the previous weeks I said is in an uptrend. Now a lot of people are freaking out because they think it's beginning to sell off again. But it's not, there's, there isn't any reason to freak out here. Why? Because there is a resistance level somewhere here. Okay, if you, if I plot the Fibonacci retracement levels, you'll find, okay, let me just do that now. I'm gonna do that, bring up the Fibonacci. Where is it? I think I have it here already. Right, I'm gonna make that bold. Click on this, make it visible. Right, so those are the Fibonacci retracement levels. You can see clearly that after forming a swing low here, let's call that a short-term bottom, a high was formed, which took out this previous high, and then a higher low, and then a higher high. That's what I want to see in an uptrend. Now that high high running to resistance, the 
3% Fibonacci level and the top of the cloud. Top of the cloud is right here at 94.89. So it makes sense for there to be a pullback. Now that pullback needs to form a higher low. So currently the index is at 93.06. The prior low is at 92.77. So it's very important that this index does not close below 92.77. If it doesn't, then the series of higher highs and higher lows is being maintained. So I have drawn this line here at 92.70. As long as the index does not close below this line, the US dollar index remains in an uptrend. And you will remember that I have a position here. I entered around here. So if I want to get out of this trade, I have to see price close somewhere here below 92.7. Then the uptrend is invalidated and I'm going to get out of it. So that's that for the US dollar. Gold is pretty much the inverse of the US dollar. The US dollar is pulling back. Gold is finding a bounce. Gold was in a downtrend. Formed a swing low here, which is some sort of bottom, and now it has formed a higher low here. So it could be going up to form a higher high, who knows? But gold is still not above the cloud yet. So the gold analysis is basically the inverse of the US dollar index analysis because at the moment the US dollar index and gold have a high degree of correlation. They're highly correlated right now. That correlation can change in the future. Okay, moving on to the S&P 500. So everyone remembers this brief correction. It was about, I think around 10% correction. So people were freaking out. But for swing traders who identify this level correctly, 320. I'm looking at the SPY here. So 320 was that level that I identified and I said if it breaks below that, the next level will be 300. That level of support held. And now price has recovered. And most impo more importantly, price has taken out this prior high here. We have closed above that high. That's very important. Very, very important. So all we have to do now is watch and see if this uptrend will continue. So the next target for the SPY is to take out this high. So that means the SPY should be forming a new all-time high if there is a lot of momentum in this in this recovery or this uptrend that remains to be seen that remains to be seen i'm not really expecting any pullback yet because there is no resistance anywhere apart from this and that's not really strong resistance but the reason i'm not expecting a pullback yet 
is because, and that takes me to market breadth. If I take a look at market breadth, the breadth of the market is so healthy. And right now, this uptrend is mostly driven by the stimulus. So it's all psychology. If there's a tweet about no stimulus, next, immediately, not even the next day, the market is going to pull back. If there's a tweet about a stimulus, the market goes up. So it's all artificial, but who cares? Now, looking at market breadth, the cumulative advance decline is so positive. So positive. Now, this is the pink line here is the New York Stock Exchange. Now, if I bring up my drawing tools, I remember last week I was saying this high has to be taken out. This one here and this one here for the NASDAQ. Well, not only was that high taken out, the advanced decline line is now about to take out this prior high from September. September 11th or 12th, sometime around that date. Shows you just how positive and how strong the momentum is because it's not just the large cap stocks or a handful of stocks. It's the majority of the stocks within the New York Stock Exchange that are experiencing this uptrend. And this is that trend here. Look at that. Very positive. The NASDAQ was the... The, the stocks in the NASDAQ were the ones that suffered the brunt of the correction. These stocks are now recovering. And that's very clear from this advanced decline line. You can see it's about to, I think it even has, let me just see. If I draw a line here, well, it's just at the same level as it was in back in August. So if this uptrend continues, if the momentum continues, then before the end of this week, the advanced decline line takes out this high, takes out this high completely. So that remains to be seen. That's all positive. Now if I scroll down to take a look at large caps, large caps are far healthier than mid caps. Mid caps are doing well too. Take a look at this. This was the prior high here. That prior high has been taken out. So the advanced decline line is forming new peaks. Mid caps. This was the prior high. The advanced decline line has formed a new high. Small caps. Well, not as good as large caps and mid caps, but it's about to take out this prior high. So the takeaway from here is large caps are doing well. Mid caps are doing very well. Small caps are also taking part. In a bull market, you want to see the entire market, the length and breadth of the market taking part in the uptrend. That is what 
I want to see and that's what I'm seeing. So that tells me this is a time to go all in. That might be a bit risky because one tweet can take the entire market down, but you can't trade on what you don't see, you trade on what you see. And what I see right now is very positive market breadth. I can also check market breadth using the percentage of stocks above the 200 day moving average. And if I look at the New York Stock Exchange, it's very obvious that this is positive. You can see here, it has formed a new peak, even higher than the peak in June, higher than the peak in August and September. So if I plot this as a trend line, that trend is up. 63% of stocks in the New York Stock Exchange are above their 200 day moving average. For the NASDAQ, which was performing terribly, you can see that pullback here, very bad pullback. 60% of stocks are now above their 200 day moving average. That's just as high as back in August. Now let's look at the, the different uh, groups. Large caps, large caps are doing very well. Higher than the percentage back in June, far higher than the percentage back in August and September, 74% above the 200 day moving average. Mid caps are not doing so well because if you look here, you see that we're not, doing as well as back in June, but August and September levels have been matched. Small caps doing very well. See that line just as good as August and back in June. So this is very positive for the market. Very, very positive. I can take that one step further and look at the percentage of stocks above their 50-day moving average. In the New York Stock Exchange, that percentage is 66. 62 in NASDAQ, 75. Just think about that for a moment. Out of all the stocks in the S&P 500, 75% are above their 50-day moving average. For large caps, that percentage no, mid caps, that percentage is 79. Small caps, 75. The entire market, not just one group, the entire market is doing well. That's positive. Take it even further. Look at the 20 day moving average. The most important moving averages are the 200 day moving average, 50 day, and 20 day. If you're above the 20 day moving average, then Momentum is positive. That stock is most likely in an uptrend, except it's just breaking out of consolidation. 81% in the New York Stock Exchange. 77 in NASDAQ. 88% of large cap stocks are above their 20 day moving average. Okay, it's not a simple day moving average, it's the exponential, but same thing. 88% in mid caps, 86%. This is fantastic breath how about new highs 
161 stocks in the New York Stock Exchange formed new 52-week highs. 184 in Nasdaq. That's good. If I drill it down into the different groups. Now what I want to show here is the trend. Look at this trend. Back in September, this is what it looked like. Now, look at that trend. 79 stocks formed new 52-week highs on Friday. In the large caps. In mid caps, that was 29. In small caps, 37. So whichever group you look at, whichever, whichever section or segment of the market you want to take a look at, all you're going to see is positive breath, uptrend, moment, high momentum. Stocks are taking out 20 day, 50 day, 200 day moving averages. This is one of those moments that you don't want to miss out of. You don't want to be short in the market right now. No, you don't. That's going to be a grave mistake. All right. So if the entire market is doing so well for stock picks, I want to find the stocks that are doing the best performing stocks. Let me put it that way. So what I did is I carried out a scan in order to pick the best stocks. I carried out a scan to find stocks that are um, first criteria. They must be forming new 52 week highs. That's very important. I'm not just looking for stocks that are doing well. Stocks that are forming new 52-week highs. Stocks that are outperforming the S&P 500. Very important. It must be outperforming the SPX. I also looked for stocks that are in a strong uptrend. You're not just in an uptrend, but you're in a strong uptrend. Very strong uptrend. And then I carried out this scan and I found five stocks meeting this criteria. Five stocks. FCX, Freeport Mac Moran. That's a, that's a copper miner, I believe. Qualcomm, HBI, Haynes Brands INC. Never heard of them. Lowe's Company INC, LOW, and FedEx Corporation. So those are the five stocks I found in my scan. So I want to pick the very best. I want to pick just one stock this week. So I'm going to view those stocks. First of all, I'm going to check them in terms of their outperformance, that is relative strength. Starting with FedEx. This is FedEx. How is the industry FedEx is in performing relative to the SPX? Look at that. See this? Outperforming. Huge outperformance. Okay, the industry is doing fine. I like that. How is FedEx 
outperforming relative to its industry. Outperforming by a long shot. That's very good. Now, how is FedEx performing relative to SPY? Outperforming. Not just outperforming. Look at the slope of this, this line. Very steep. That shows very high outperformance. How about FedEx relative to the NASDAQ? NASDAQ 100. Outperforming. It's very rare you find outperformance like this. So that makes me curious about the price action of FedEx. So I'm going to take a look. FDX. And we'll see what it looks like. FedEx Corporation. Now take a look at this chart. Look at this. This was back in June, no, March, when the market bottomed here, right here. Since then, there was a recovery, slight pullback to form a higher low, uptrend, pullback again to form a higher low. And since then, look at this gap up on ends day, gap up. And that's what you call a breakaway gap up. Why? Because it gaps up and it never comes down to close that gap. So that's a breakaway gap. Look at this. On the 7th of August, massive candles, 6%. Gaps up the next day. Notice is 7th, that's a Friday. The next trading day, Monday, gaps up 8%. Crazy. And look at this move since then. Bang. That's crazy. You had to find stocks doing this. Look at the cloud. Look at the Ichimoku cloud here. See? Can't keep up. Got a gap between it. So this is a fantastic stock. I don't know why I haven't... I don't have a position in this stock. I don't even think there's any point checking the others, but let me go ahead. Freeport McMoran. The industry is, well, it's kind of, it's not doing so well against the S&P. And how is the stock performing against the S&P? Not so. After seeing what FedEx is doing, this is not impressive. This is not impressive at all. Not interested in this stock. It's doing well, I'm sure, but I'm not interested. How about Haynes Brands? Haynes Brands. The industry is gently outperforming, okay, but not so well. Haynes Brands itself is not even outperforming. It's, it's just flat against its industry. It's flat against the S&P. Well, I would say this is flat against the Nasdaq. Well, I'm not interested in this stock. Not so good. Lows. This is one of those home home improvement stocks. The industry is flat against the S&P. Okay, not good. The stock itself is outperforming. 
it's outperforming its industry okay that's good it is it is outperforming the S&P but not by much it's almost flat against the S&P and against the Nasdaq it's just flat so none of these other four stocks compared to FedEx FedEx is just too good just too good look at this price action again the outperformance is just clear just so clear and if I look at it on the relative strength chart look at this so steep so that means my stock pick for this week is FedEx my stock pick okay it's not a recommendation I'm not a financial advisor I'm not asking anybody to pick the stock but for me in my virtual portfolio which is doing well by the way you can see that stocks I have picked Sunrun is doing well Darling Ingredients doing well Archer Daniels Midlands doing well Nike doing well the others not so well now I started picking these stocks in September okay all these stocks were picked in September and I am up $253 not too bad for 4,000 pounds allocated now, I want to keep the amount allocated at any given point to 5,000 so I'm looking here the total amount allocated must be a maximum of $5,000 not pounds so I have 1,000 left to invest and for this week I will be buying FedEx so FedEx $500 is my stock pick for this week and that's all for this week I will see you next week